Hi, this is Michelle, and today on Theory of Body, we will be going over the health benefits of empathy and kindness. The world is broken. Impatience, anger, and divisions are everywhere, and the media is making it even worse. We need more people to step up and show kindness, mercy, and empathy. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. The good news is that no matter who you are, kindness and empathy can be developed. Like muscles, it takes practice and dedication, but it can be done. So what is empathy? George J. Thompson, the author of Verbal Judo, and I really love this book. I'm not getting any paid promotion here. I just sincerely love this book. He says that empathy comes from two languages. M comes from Latin, which means to see through, and puthy is Greek for the eye of the other, to see through the eye of the other. Now, I have to ask, do you want better sleep, more confidence, energy, calm? Do you want more happiness? Do you want fewer migraines and less fatigue and depression? Would you like to decrease your aches and pains? Would you like to literally heal your wounds? Being kind to others actually does produce serotonin, which does heal your injuries. You also will produce oxytocin, aka the love hormone. It lowers blood pressure via the release of nitric oxide, which dilates your vessels. You produce endorphins, which are a natural painkiller that you also produce during exercise. You might also feel the helper's high after showing an act of kindness since you will probably trigger your brain's pleasure and reward centers. And consistent kindness keeps your cortisol level lower than average, which means you slow your aging. Cortisol is your stress hormone. And not only do you have these benefits for yourself, but you also benefit others in ways that aren't always visible. Your kindness could help others struggling with anxiety to find security and a positive mood and more joy in their relationships. And wait, there's more. Witnesses also have benefits. Watching acts of kindness can produce oxytocin, which means that when you do something kind for somebody in the store, you are also building confidence and positivity in others who may be watching. So if any of those people are struggling with anxiety, watching your acts of kindness may give them some relief. This may be why kindness and empathy have a way of paying themselves forward. Kindness is contagious. So that's all great, Michelle, but how do I do it? How do I show more kindness and empathy? Well, there are several ways you can develop kindness and empathy for yourself. And this will, by, this will by no means be an exhaustive list. There are plenty of other ways you can develop kindness and empathy. You can research it for yourself. But here are some of my suggestions. I also encourage you to read Verbal Judo by George J. Thompson and The Warfer Kindness by Jamil Zaki. Again, not a paid promotion, but this was an amazing book. It permanently changed the way I interacted with people and the way I saw the world around me. And if I could ever meet this author, I would just love to sit down with him and talk and listen to all of his wisdom because, wow, this book was incredible. So 
Moving on beyond the books, number one, practice gratitude. Write down the things that you're thankful for in a notebook or an app. Mayo Clinic said that this practice, quote unquote, improves biological markers that indicate heart health. Number two, get your sweat on. Grueling workouts increase empathy toward human suffering. In the Neuroscience of Empathy in Psychology Today, Christopher Berglund states, quote unquote, some people may think that pushing yourself through a workout is masochistic. It is. This is one reason why daily physical exercise might make anyone less sadistic or less likely to be a psychopath at a neurological level. Through the daily process of consciously seeking and experiencing something that is disagreeable, you become physically and mentally tough, but it makes you sensitive to what pain feels like. Be patient with people. When someone is rude or doesn't treat you as well as you'd like, remind yourself that they may have a struggle you know nothing about. And remind yourself of times where you've hurt others and people have forgiven you. Also remind yourself that you struggle too. You are perfect and you also make mistakes. Now, this is no invitation to be treated like a doormat. But if it's a rare occasion, like a grocery store clerk that you're only going to see one time, or a coworker who's just acting out of sorts, let it go. Show mercy and treat them how you'd want to be treated if you were having a bad day and you made the brash decision to snap. Kindness immortalizes you. Do you remember that scene in Batman Begins where Bruce Wayne tells Alfred, people need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed. But as a symbol, as a symbol, I can be incorruptible. I can be everlasting. Okay, that's you and kindness. People who were saved by Batman never forgot him and how amazing it felt to be in his presence. And people who are saved by our kindness never forget us and how wonderful it feels to be in our presence. Think about it. Was there ever a time where someone was kind to you and you'll never forget it? There was a time where I had been struggling with my self-esteem for what seemed like ages. And one time I went shopping and this lady walking by just said, hey, I really like your hair. And that was exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. I still haven't forgotten her and how just those two seconds that she took to compliment my hair really helped me to feel better. Another suggestion for developing empathy, give without seeking anything in return. This might sound a little contradicting to doing it for an immortality of sorts, but if we're truly being kind, we're not secretly thinking about what we're going to get out of it. Otherwise, it's just manipulation. Think positively about other people and practice loving kindness meditation. Take time, maybe five or 10 minutes a day, to dive into your heart and restore your tenderness. If you're a praying person, pray, or you can think about people you love and how much they love you too. Find ways to think positively about people that you might have some tension with, even those who have hurt you. And I'll be doing another podcast on forgiveness. Think about people around the world who are suffering. And don't forget to think about loving yourself. Let go of times that have embarrassed you or times that you messed up. And that being said, there is such a thing as too much empathy. We can burn out. For instance, parents who overemphasize, over-empathize with their children have more inflammation. 
which is why it's important that we are aware that there are three different kinds of empathy. We can think it, feel it, or move it, aka cognitive, emotional, and compassionate empathies. Emotional empathy, where you feel what the other person is feeling, is the one that makes us most likely to burn out. Jamil Zaki did a great job in The War for Kindness, explaining how to detach ourselves just enough that we can still connect and show empathy without drowning in other people's sorrows. So some people find comfort in running or holding their loved ones more tightly or singing or playing music. Others find solace in their faith. And sometimes in the face of serious trauma, you might need to talk to a licensed counselor. Thank you so much for listening. If you feel that this podcast has earned your subscription, I would be honored if you subscribed. Also, I highly recommend enjoying Theory of Body on YouTube, where I sometimes use visual aids to enhance the learning experience. Now, be your own advocate and crush it.